Welcome to the Risk and Repeat podcast, episode number 96. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here once again, as usual, with my site editor, Peter Lotion. Peter, welcome. Hi, Rob. Peter, I know you're still ailing, and I appreciate the effort coming in here. It's always recording. good recording. I know, but Sorry. It's, it's, you're under the weather, and uh, you, know, you can hear it in the voice, but you're soldiering through this, and I, I appreciate it. I especially appreciate it this week because I need your input. I need your feedback, Peter. I'm beginning to think that I'm going crazy. I feel like all I'm writing about this year is crypto mining, crypto mining malware, crypto jacking, crypto jacking browser attacks. Uh, it's everywhere. And it, again, we've already mentioned this in a previous podcast this year, but it makes us look really uh really smart because we did our predictions podcast back in December and we said, oh, there's this thing, crypto jacking, couple, couple outlets, a uh, couple outlets, a couple vendors had written about and a few um, outlets had picked up, including, including us, but it wasn't something that was like everywhere. And now it feels like it's, it's everywhere. It is. Crypto everywhere. jacking is everywhere. And it's, it's kind of, it's happened fast. I mean, I, I should, I should back up. I think I think the stuff coming to the surface has happened fast. A, a lot of the stuff that we were writing about, like, for example, I wrote a recent story about the Telegram vulnerability that was discovered that uh, was used by Russian cyber criminals to not to spy on Telegram users, not to spread a ransomware worm, not to do any of that stuff. It was a zero-day vulnerability that was used by Russian cyber criminals to spread a, a, a crypt, like crypto mining software to like basically compromise endpoints and use them to mine. I think it was Monero, if I remember correctly. It's just yes. weird. And and it, you know Kaspersky, uh, they they found that vulnerability. Or rather, they found the activity, I think, and sort of traced it back to the vulnerability. And that happened last year that they discovered, and they're only disclosing it now because, you know, it, you know, it takes time to, to address things and so on and so forth. But we're hearing about a lot of these types of, of incidents. And one in particular I'm going to get into in a minute. It's crazy. But it's weird, right? Well, it is and it isn't because you've got the – You've got this, there's this concept of low-hanging fruit. You know, when if you have an apple tree in your in your front yard. Yes. And it and it's late in the, in the summer, early autumn, the apples are getting nice and beautiful. And some of them are just, like, you just have to put your hand out. And catch and it. You don't even you have, don't to even have to catch it. You twist. You just, you put your hand underneath the apple. It's perfectly ripe. And it dro it literally drops. I mean, they drop off the tree naturally. Right, but yeah. You, but when they're just right before they drop off, you put your hand there. That's enough to detach it from the tree. Boom. Boom. Exactly. It's the best apple you've ever had, right? So sure. you go back. Yeah. You, you go, go back. back. Yeah. You get all, you know, like there's there's the, a couple dozen apples that are just perfectly ripe and they're just within reach. You don't even have to, you don't have to, you're walking down the street, right? After a couple of weeks of passing by this tree, all of the easy ones are gone. Right. The harder ones, you know, there's, you got to, maybe you need a step stool, like a little 
a step that you, you step on, it gets a little bit more complicated. Got to move on to something else. Eventually, by the time you, the, the the only ripe ones are at the top of the tree, you've yep. got to bring your own apple picking ladder yep. with you, yep. and that's you're going to get caught. Yep. Okay, so that's when you switch over to the pear tree across the street. Ah. Or the peach tree. That's we had, where we're going. We had peaches a couple of years ago. They were amazing. Really? We did here yeah. in at my home. Like not in Georgia. No, my my wife is a gardener. You can grow peaches in New England. Just, right, just, well, okay. <laughs> we're off topic here. But what I'm saying is, it's the same thing. Ransomware, there was a time when you, there, all you have to do is get a, a piece of malware on somebody's computer and, and scare them into paying you 200 bucks, and boom, you're done. It's great. Yeah. yeah. And, you, and a lot of people will do it. But then it becomes harder because the, 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 uh, you know, the virus, uh, the antivirus uh, products all are able to catch it and Microsoft updates Windows and you get Windows 10 and it's it's more resistant. Yeah. It's no longer an easy deal. It's like work. And if you're a criminal, the one thing you don't want to have to do is hard work, right? Yeah, I suppose. That's, that's yeah. the whole point. Yeah. Like living high off the hog without working. And so the easy money has, from ransomware is gone. Um, you can get big money if you work really hard. In some of these, you know, in, in, oh, in, I see. If, what you're if you hit yeah. an enterprise and you take them down and you say, "We'll we'll put you back up for a million dollars," so that that's fine if you're able to pull it off. But if you want easy money, now all you have to do is get a piece of a little piece of malware, not even malware, but just a piece of, of code. Yeah. yeah, CoinHive. You get it. You put it on somebody's computer, somebody's server. You you take five percent of their of their CPU for a couple of months, and you're making some money. It's incredible. It is. Well, I so the question I wanted to bring up in this podcast is, and you know, I don't want to go uh, into a whole, uh, oh my God, crypto jacking, crypto mining malware, it, because I think we've already touched on that. But I, I guess my question is, is the threat landscape changing or is this just a sort of, we've, we've seen a number of these attacks pop up in the news media, thanks to us and others, and thanks to vendor reports, and thanks to, it's very topical because of the, the pricing increases and the price fluctuation, value fluctuations in some of these cryptocurrencies. So, so are we maybe getting ahead of ourselves or is there really something going on where the threat landscape, the threat landscape is, is shifting, is changing, like right before our eyes in and, and the span of a few months? I want to, before we, we answer that question, I just want to say, the, the thing that really crystallized this for me was the, the, the Redlock report about the, the exposures, the Kubernetes console, uh, that uh, they found these consoles exposed, hundreds of them. So they did this scan. I, I wrote about this this week. We're, I should know we're recording this on Friday, the, um, the 23rd. So Redlock, cloud security vendor, does this scan. They find all these hundreds of Kubernetes uh, consoles exposed. And a, and a few of them, they find that the vendors, you know, AWS, or I think it was in a couple of cases, maybe Azure too, their credentials, their login credentials are exposed in these consoles. And they found that attackers went in, in a few of these cases, used the credentials, got into the cloud environments, didn't... This is amazing to me. 
it, it really is. They had access to these enterprises' cloud environments. Did they drop ransomware? No. Did they, you know, uh, uh, steal data? Not that we know of. Maybe they did. Did they, um, you know, use the cloud computing power for uh, a DDoS attack? No, no, none of that. They just kind of laid back, put a little coin mining software in there, and then they left. I mean, it's incredible. So, so you like we've been talking about. Oh my God, what would happen if someone got into, you know, a major enterprise's cloud, you know, AWS environment? In this case, the 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 centerpiece of the Red Lock report was Tesla. They got into Tesla's AWS environment. They got they accessed one of the storage buckets with you know corporate data on it. Apparently, it was just you know test drive data or research data. It wasn't customer data, that according to them. But they get into the, this cloud environment, and who knows how extensive the access was, but they're just like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're just going to put a little coin mining software and just let it run, let it ride. We're not going to boost the levels. Th th this is the incredible thing, Peter. In this case, these guys knew what they were doing. Redlock said they took extensive steps not to to overdo it, not to send the CPU uh, usage through the roof they were trying really hard to avoid detection like to the point where they they kept the cpu usage very low they configured the mining software to listen to a non-standard port made detection hard they hid the ip address for the crypto mining pool they were using which was a private pool not a public pool they hid it behind cloudflare's uh cdn so they were they they fully intended on using this cloud environment, Tesla's cloud environment, to mine for coin for it like indefinitely. That's incredible. They didn't do anything else that we know of. So that was that this really kind of drove home the message that wow, they could have done so much. And, and who knows, every every attack group, every threat actor group, every cyber cyber criminal outfit is is a little bit different sometimes a lot different so who knows what may happen with another group if they got in there but like clearly the value of coin mining even with the price of bitcoin coming down it's good enough for these guys to say i'm not going to ransom these cloud servers i'm going to use them secretly it's surprising but i mean it's a market it's a marketplace yeah i and 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 the the people who are looking to to get what they want are, which is which is money. They're financially motivated. I mean, th there's other actors who are not financially motivated necessarily. Sure. They're politically motivated, whatever. But the um, people who are looking to make money are going to look for the ways that they can make money with the least investment on their own side, and the most the best payoff. I mean, that's kind of yeah. You know, but, but you've talked to a couple of people that have. I've mentioned that to you. I mean, I know you've been looking into the crypto jacking, crypto mining thing, and have talked to some some different people in the infosec community about that. That's one of the things, right? That they've yeah. yeah I mean, the, so one one of the one of the people that I spoke with was uh, Alex Weistick from uh, SecBI, which is a, a threat uh, a threat detection uh, company that's uh, they. They, they did, you know, 
as all these companies are, as you said earlier, it's like it's everywhere. Mm. So they did they did some work, they did some research, and they're the point that they that Alex made to me was that um, with ransomware, if you if your if your statistics tell you that three percent of your victims are going to pay up, you've got to infect a hundred people to get three to pay you. Yeah, whatever you know, however many units right, you're, right. you're charging. So. But on top of that, you've got to, it's not just a matter of getting in there. You've got to get in there. You've got to bypass um, bypass all the in, inbound detection. Uh, you've got to have uh, 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 exploits going on. You've got to be able to, to um, exploit systems that, that maybe have been patched and, and are current on their patches. So you've got to put a lot of intensive effort and research and development on on your on your on your code that that does the exploits and then you've got to go and talk and not necessarily directly talk to them but as we've seen in the in the past couple of years the ransomware operators they've got they've got customer service people that are doing that are negotiating and giving people you know well if you can give us two hundred dollars instead of five hundred we'll we'll take care of this for you and um you know so that's a lot of overhead whereas if you can get into this you can get into a, a, a cloud bucket or a cloud uh, whatever, whatever you know, whatever the unit is, and subvert one of those and get five percent. You know, take five percent off the top, have it just churn out some coins for you, with no further effort on your part. That's that's profit. That's all. That the the more you can get with the less investment, that's more. That's a better profit. If you get, if you can get a hundred uh, victims to to pay you over three months a little bit of coin from each one it, it without them up, knowing it without them knowing yeah i and, mean that's and if they don't like potentially you can stay there for years right we, i mean that's not gonna happen it's probably it's not, not gonna happen. probably won't happen but i mean there's there are definitely some advantages to this approach like you said going with ransomware we don't know what the the payment rate is we don't know what the success rate is not enough companies at least in the u.s disclose when they've been hit with ransomware. Although I want to tell you, Peter, I learned something interesting recently. GDPR is coming up in May. It's going to start to be enforced for the companies in the U.S. that that are that have data of EU residents, European Union citizens or, or residents. Uh, they're going to have to report ransomware incidents. I know they're not viewed by U.S. companies as data breaches, but I, I was, you know, I, I was alerted to this via Twitter that, yeah, GDPR does mention ransomware. I think it's Article 29. Basically says if, if an attack affects the data and that's the only copy of the data, then, yeah, you, you have to disclose it. You have to notify people. So I suspect... And that's regardless whether they pay or not. So I suspect you're going to have a lot more people going public with data breaches if they are, uh, if they fall under GDPR. But we still don't know what the success rate is. But but those numbers, like you said, it's not a great success rate if that's what it really is. You're not making that much money. You're you're firing a a, a big cannon, a wide spread for not all that much money, I guess. I mean, we used to think of ransomware as easy money, but maybe, I don't know, maybe, or do you think 
I guess, real question, do you think that fewer people are paying? Do you think that, like, after WannaCry and not Petio, like, with people trying to pay and not being able to or paying and not getting their data back or whatever, that they're just like, no, we're not doing this anymore? Yes, I, I, I do believe that. Um, there was, uh, a, I believe, I want to say there was a news story that went over uh, to this morning or maybe yesterday about uh, Colorado Department of Transportation. Oh, did they get hit? And there was another, another, uh, another one that got hit as well. And one of them said that they had backup and was not paying. And another was saying that it would cost a million dollars to restore. Uh, I did, you know, again, there's an avalanche of stories on. Yeah, on you're right. Jacking. I'm reading it right oh, you now. You are. Okay. Yep. What are the details? Shuts down 2,000 computers. Uh, yes, that's the one. Sam Sam ransomware. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And there were there were two of them, but I think I think there's a there's a you know it's so destructive. It's like yeah, crucial systems were not uh, affected. We're we're not going to pay. Yeah. So I mean, even if e- even for companies that can't recover uh, from backup, I think there's. There's a backlash. I mean, the amount of damage and destruction that you spread by doing these ransomware things—that you encrypt all these systems and brick them—people um, are people are not happy about it. No. And and people are 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 finally coming around to the uh, to the understanding that if you pay, you are you are actually uh, not just supporting, but you're. What's the word? You're, you're propagating like this is. It's just going to continue. You're 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 giving them positive. You're encu- yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're encouraging them, and if you don't pay, you're 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 staying away from that. So um, so yeah, th- having things that are going on that are less destructive, I think, is a better a better business move on the on the uh, threat actors yeah, part. Yeah. Rather than you know like, it's like, it's almost like. Ransomware is like putting fracking outfits in everybody's backyard in the whole country and hoping that you can collect the the the, the, the fracked oil from three yeah. percent of them. Yeah. Whereas the 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 crypto jacking is more of a uh, just taking you know just putting a tap into just the shaving a little bit. Sh- yeah, shaving, <laughs> shaving, shaving a little but, bit. No, of just your pulling like power off of your yeah, off the yeah, electric yeah. grid. You know, five percent of the electric pirating grid. cable. We're not hurting anybody. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but it's not even that. It's it's, it's no, it's, I know. It's, it's pirating pirating utility. Pirating, yeah. Oh, pirating, yeah. you know, water Computing power or, or like yeah, electricity. Yeah. Um, huh. I mean, it is. It reminds me of that old quote. It was in the movie Rounders. I don't know if you ever saw it. I don't. I can't remember which gambler it was attributed to, but as the saying goes, you can shear a sheep many times, but you can skin it only once. It's kind of true. I mean, it, totally. with ransomware, though, I will say you can skin people more than once. I mean, I, 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 I'm trying to remember who it was I was talking to you the other day, but they were. it was a vendor, and they were talking about uh, we, we had this – a company that we were talking with that was hit by ransomware and you know we were helping them and the the attackers came back uh months later and said you didn't pay us enough you know give give me more give us more money, <laughs> more money. <laughs> after they had already paid in and unencrypted the data 
Um, and I, I, I remember the, the company had, um, they, they basically told the customer, you know, don't, don't pay. I mean, that's, that's the line now. I mean, it's the line from law enforcement. It's the line from most vendors. Don't pay. You're just encouraging them. So maybe that, maybe that refusal is starting to take root. Maybe companies, I mean, we've had two plus years solid of like pan, not panic, but like, like widespread media attention and, and concern about ransomware. It's been sort of the number one, you know, most talked about threat. So maybe people are starting to get wise with backups and going with the three, two, one method, but also like maybe, I mean, let's give the attackers some credit here too, not to encourage them to do this, but I mean, this is kind of smart. Like for one coin hive, is not malware like like this is i mean listening to to the the av guys basically try to say look we're not saying coin hive is malware we're not we're not saying it's 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 malicious and i mean they're 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 dodging it because i, I mean it's it's being misused but it's getting to the point now where you feel like maybe it might be termed that down the road but it's not something that's going to alert people you know what I'm saying? Like it's not, so so you just go into an environment and you don't you don't destroy it, you don't shut it down, you don't even really disrupt it. That's the key. You're just taking a little bit of CPU power. You run this program. No one's the wiser. And now you see, I mean, which organization was it? Was um, was it Slate? Not Slate. Um, Salon. Salon. That's yes. right was like hey you know visit our site for free we won't run ads but we'll use <laughs> use your browser for crypto jacking for crypto mining they weren't crypto jacking crypto yes. jacking is if you hijack it without the ex express permission hopefully people were giving their ex express uh permission to salon but yeah so so you can run it in the in, in you know sort of behind the scenes not not like we've said previously not kill the host and just be a little parasitic be a little bit of a pirate um and and make make some money it's really it's really smart you know what it reminds me of is um i may have mentioned this in the past to you but uh, i'm i'm gonna gird myself for a for a nerd point sure but um I used to like to read books about uh, communicable diseases. Oh, fantastic. That's a great subject. It is. It's, it's fascinating because... sarcastic. I, yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know that. But, but, the, but because some of these uh, infectious diseases like the bubonic plague, you know, devastated Europe and, and actually the world in yeah. the four, 14th century, um, it's still around. But it doesn't. It doesn't kill one third of the people of the populations anymore. Um, same with uh, the flu epidemic in 1918, yeah. 1919. Yeah. Lot is huge. Um, well, anyway, some of these some diseases that are that are fascinating in their horror, um, that are frightening. Marburg virus, for example, and um, let's not. Yeah. Anyway, we don't need to go into detail. Right. Let's not go into details. Especially but, with you but being if, sick. If you're Right. If yeah. you're if you're a bacteria or a virus, or any kind of infectious disease, and you want to persist, which is, I mean, it's not like you want to persist, but that's the that's what life does. It wants to continue living, yeah. propagate. Life finds a way. It, it does. But if 
if as part of that you destroy all of your hosts, then you are yeah, destroyed in turn. Yeah. Whereas if you can just take, you know, that's why the common cold is so common. Yeah. It doesn't kill you. No. It makes you feel bad for a couple of weeks. Yeah, all this germ talk is making me uncomfortable. I, I mean, but it, it's true. And not only that, but I, I mean, if you had given me the option to do one or the other, if I was if I was the attacker in Tesla's environment, I guess I probably would have gone with the crypto mining approach because, I mean, that's like a reoccurring revenue stream, you know, yeah. to put it in business terms. And you could just sit there and use that immense computing power to your advantage not disrupting anybody not even really you, like you get caught you just say hey you weren't even using that capacity what's what's wrong with this i mean you're still going to go to jail but whatever um so i i yeah there's 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 benefits to this compared to ransomware and i do wonder i mean to to sort of to close this before you know, we get too far down the germ road. Uh, I do wonder, like, if we've sort of hit a peak with ransomware, if if those widespread attacks last summer, if they had that big of an effect, spreading awareness about it, discouraging people from paying, and this is sort of the la larger cyber criminal community, the threat landscape changing as a result of that. Um, so it's not just the the fact that Bitcoin was up to seventeen thousand, although although now it's I don't even know what it's at. It's come it's, down. It, it's well, it went come down. down. It went down a lot, and then it, it's sort of recovered. Starting to creep up to back up. 10, yeah. 10, 10 or eleven thousand. It's been. It's great lately. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I guess it's a sign of the times. Times are changing, Peter. We'll find out in the future. It'll you know. Something it's always changing, it's always evolving. Do you, but do you, I, I guess, to close it out on the question, like, do you are we going to see more um, attacks, ransomware attacks? Yes, of course. We just saw Sam Sam, yeah. But do you think that that was like, all right, that's the height, and it's people are going to start to respond, and, and and that that was that, that was the peak. There will be something kind of. It, it, you know what they say: history doesn't repeat itself, but it does rhyme. So yeah. we'll, you know, we'll probably have something that's like ransomware. You know, in the next year or so, come up, it'll be similar. It'll remind us of ransomware. It won't be exactly the same, mm. uh, but it'll it'll be what S something. something. Yeah, yeah. It'll be new. It'll these, be interesting. These hackers are always innovating. God bless them. Not really. Uh, <laughs> Well, Peter, thank you for coming in here and uh, putting in the effort. I know you're you're under, a little under the weather. Uh, I appreciate the time and the energy and the participation in this uh, conversation, especially about the germs. Thank you for that. Always happy to be here and very sorry about bringing no, germs. No, no worries. No, I meant the germ talk, not the germ germs. talk. Yes. Yeah, well... It, Germ talk can be kind of <laughs> infectious as well. And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.